As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Chanel in the City. I'm your host, Chanel Omari, and we have such an amazing, exciting guest, one of our favorite guests, and she's back on the podcast. She's a New York City legend. She's also the book author of the amazing book, my favorite book, Make It Nice, okay? And she's an entrepreneur and, of course, the iconic housewife of New York City, my favorite. Don't tell anybody, please. (laughs) Please welcome back our dear friend, Dorinda Medley. Dorinda Medley, Dorinda Lynch, Dorinda Sincala, and now just Dorinda. Oh, I love that. Like Madonna, just Dorinda. I love it. It's such, you know, for the the name my mother gave me, which is, I remember going to kindergarten, my mother saying, do not let them give you, no matter what, you hand this note to the teacher. And I said, do not give her any um, nicknames. So I never had a nickname. The only person that's always and, and ever called me a nickname is my friend Heather Kersner, who calls me Doris. And that just, she's my friend from London. So it's funny, I allowed her that, but everyone else calls me Dorinda and there has never been a Dory, Doris, Doe, nothing. Maybe no Dorito, Michael Street. Last name either, like no Lynch, no Medley. It's always Dorinda, well, right? Well, Dorinda is such a defined, you know, there's not that many Dorindas. Although I did go to the gas station last week and there was a, saleswoman behind the counter and she had a name tag on just named her and I was like really because <laughs> I've never seen it yet so of course I had to have an hour conversation with her about that I but, love um, that I just want to preface it everyone just so we don't get on the run I am I, I'm not claiming to be some great writer okay I am an author which is enough for me and I wanted this book to be a, a conversation with me so you know, for all the critics out there that Bossy Globe is like the reading expertise, I'm like, I don't really have writing ability. <laughs> I just, a, I'm a great talker. Right. I'm a, sp- right. I'm a great story giver. I'm like, you know, those, you know, I, that's why I loved reading the Bible for so many years because they were all stories. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. It, it, it's, you're a great storyteller and you're a compelling storyteller, I feel. Well, thank you. And a lot of the, Make it so. Here we have the book. We're gonna get straight into it because make it nice. First of all, I love the title. It's so you. And when well, I what else this, could it be? For God's right. sake, that's gonna that's gonna be probably on my gravestone. She made it nice. Well, I was gonna also. I don't want to ask the stupid question, like because I'm a housewives junkie fan, as you know. So I know that you say it in the show. But what made what inspired you to write the book now, and why this title? Well, as you know, I was put on pause. Um, the new word for being let go. It's so, and I love it because it's very gentle, isn't it? 
I love. Thank you, by the way, during the because I think I'm gonna start. I mean, I only had one season, but I'm gonna start using it. I've been on pause for ten years. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, you know what the thing about being put on pause is? It's mm. sort of a double-edged sword. So it's sort of like we appreciate you for what you've done. We're not ready to let go with you. We want to keep your relationship, but you're not. You're gonna have. A, uh, you know, you're gonna be off indefinitely okay <laughs> it's like the boyfriend that wants to keep seeing you at midnight you know what i mean oh my god what a great analogy i love that dorindisms dorinda isms we need another book you need to write a whole book on just <laughs> dating and breakup advice i feel yeah maybe <laughs> but um <laughs> you know i was put on pause the world was on pause i found myself back at uh, bluestone manor and, you know, just like everything in my life, which has been you know, so lucky when, you know, it truly is that simple saying one door closes and another one opens. And I think that's something that you actually have to make happen. I think there's really in life, I really do believe in the half glass, half glass full, half glass empty. Uh, and I know a lot of people like that. And, um, you know, I just thought, okay, this is real. You know, we are on pause, huh? Reset. Now what? You know, because even after Richard passed, I remember someone saying to me, you should take six months off. I'm like, if I take six months off, I will be so depressed because I'm not good with idle hands. I just have to keep it moving. It's sort of, I think it's really a survival thing for me. Not everybody's like that. You know, I have a daughter that's much more, um, you know, academic and esoteric about it. She really knows how to dig deep. And I don't know if that's a little bit uh, um, growing up, Chanel, I mean, I grew up in a very big ethnic family. You know, you fell and broke your ankle. You're like, I'm fine. Same. Don't worry. Everything's good. <laughs> I think people, by the way, and that's in the book, forget that you come from an ethnic background, right? Like you- Very also, ethnic. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? Cause that's so, you're like, cause we're similar. Cause I'm the same way as you. It's always survival for me. It's never, yes. it's go, go, go. Well, yeah, I mean, I think everybody, that's why I wanted to write the book, which is so interesting because I, people only know me from the housewives. They think that's where I began and that's where I ended. And the thing is, and, and not only just from the housewives, but visually and the way I live now, you know, that's been 50 years in the making. You know, I grew up in a very, very middle class, very Italian, Polish, religious followed I mean I grew up with life-size statues in my house that I used to you know be a saint this for this saint that I mean there wasn't a saint that I couldn't go to I mean someone you had and I I remember one day my I had pink eye and I was like don't worry just pray to Saint Lucy you'll be fine now go to school you know what I mean yes yes I do because my mom I swear you know Dorinda me a little bit my mom's a saint yeah. she's like just and she was Catholic she converted to Judaism so she was all about you know, you know, Christianity, well, you know, right? I, 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 yeah, but you know, the Italians and the Polish and the Jewish people are very similar. And I grew up, but you know, we lived in an Italian, we lived in sort of a very ethnic Italian, Polish, you know, there were sort of the rich people, the doctors, and then the workers, which in the Berkshires were the Italians, the Polish and the Jewish people. And we used to have these fantastic uh, Christmases where we had the menorah and the, you cry, I mean, you just, you're like, yay. Yeah. You even Yay. did it. Yeah, I think you did it also at um, Bluestone Manor, right? In one of the episodes yes. as well. In the past, you had the menorah, you had the Christmas lights. It was so I cool. Just, I'm, I'm very inclusive like that. I know we're living in a world now where everything is, is really, you know, we're having very difficult conversations, very good conversations. But, you know, growing up in my family, they just were working all the time. It was just like, come one, come all. 
You know, do what you got to do when you're outside the house, but just come and eat. We'll make it all better if you just put down a lasagna and some almond cake, right? Yeah. Just eat something. Your depression will go away. Just eat something. You'll be better. It's not that easy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, right? So I think it was time to just uh, let people know that, you know, I'm not this girl from the Upper East Side that just sort of started here. It was a long path to get here. It was based on a lot of hard work, a lot of hopes and dreams, a lot of successes, you know, on my fair amount of failures, and sort of really based on the idea that you have to believe in yourself first and foremost. And, you know, it truly is like that whole thing you say, you have to put your mask on first before you put anyone else's, because it really, at the end of the day, things are up to you. And I think I learned that early on. And that was from my mother. My mother was like, like, oh, look after yourself, because, you know, it's, it's, Good to be kind and good, but you know what? Everybody will come and take, take and take, and you got to make sure you have enough for yourself, you know? And I, so I always, my mother's a very strong woman, and she just taught me so much about that, you know, to be both generous, but also be able to not lose herself, you know what I mean? Hold on to her identity, hold on to her thoughts, her dreams, her beliefs, and she really did help me with that. I think my mother's one of the strongest women I've ever met. That's amazing because I think, and that's not just because I love her because she's my mother. Just watching the way she maneuvered, yeah, it was that. I don't know if it happened to you because I'm not. I don't know how you grew up economically, but I I had a moment about two summers ago where we used to go to this place called Mystic Connecticut, and I used to love it. And I just remember it being so fantastic and big and Mystic Connecticut, the Star Hotel and the swirly thing because my mother made it out to be in the vending machines and. You know, when I went back, I kind of wish I never went back because it wasn't. It was just really a tiny little motel with a flashy, cheesy star and a terrible pool. But, you know, my mother just really taught us to just be excited about everything and look forward to things and be appreciative, you know. So I, I love that about her. She she truly is a glass half full woman. Is she so proud of your book and all the accomplishments. Well, all made. I know, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure if she's read it, but she does say to me every time I go over, I love the pictures. Oh, that's important. I love the pictures too. I want to show the audience because you guys got to get a copy right now. I mean, this book is so oh, beautiful. Thank you, Chanel. Yeah, the baby picture. Of oh my God, look at that head of hair. Look at that. And with your mom, and you look like your mom actually. I do. And look how, you know what I can't get over with my mother? My mother just had a baby five days ago. Look how Quaff she is. Gore, I know. I'm so skinny. I'm like, for God's sake, I could barely get out of bed and brush my teeth. And look, oh, God, I look mean, at and look at young Dorinda over here. I love these young photos because we never really get to see your you. You know the the journey of like you said, what got you here. Yes. So I think that's so incredible. And then there's really well, I wedding. think you know I wanted people to follow the breadcrumbs because it's you know people kind of heard about my life and heard about Richard and heard about London and her, but now they can follow the breadcrumbs and kind of understand me. Okay, now I get it. Now I understand why she loves entertaining. Oh, that someone even said to me the other day, I really didn't get that Richard wasn't Hannah's father. I'm like, no, I was only married to Richard, you know, six years. So Hannah has a father that's very private and very Scottish. And, you know, I, there's a whole life and many lives, each chapter they say in the book, every six years, I sort of had a a change that forced me to grow a little bit more, kind of forced me to go back into the cocoon, like a, you know, monarch butterfly and like re cocoon and then get stronger and come out. But I really did. And I got to tell you, there's one thing I have to say about, you know, having this pasture, not just for the pause, because that's like, you, 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 you have a job and you don't have a job and every thing comes in. But being during the pandemic and going through COVID and really 
really buckling down and, and becoming more introspective is, is that, you know, there are these great learning curves in any situation. Like I feel stronger than I've ever felt. And I feel like I access freedom now. And that's a beautiful thing for a woman to have access to freedom, freedom to go where I want, do what I want, take the jobs I want, be at peace. Like this morning, I was like, ah, I'm not going to get out of bed till nine o'clock. I know that sounds crazy and like a simple task, but you know, when you've been sort of a mother, a wife, a working person, always on, you know, like a cat on a hot tin roof, it is nice just to have freedom. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Financial, spiritual, physical. And it's not based on having to find a man, having to do this. Having to, you know, although I, I love the nurturing process and I do hope one day that I am companioned with someone again, that would be great. But that's not sort of the focus anymore. Like I'm the focus. I love, and you know what? I love that. That's why I love the new branding. Dorinda, I mean, I'm here for it because you help me and a lot of women, whether we're young, middle-aged, whatever, this book has helped you teach us to believe in ourselves and not rely on a thing, on a man, on a network, on a career to define who we are. And I think that's why we gravitate, or at least I gravitate towards you a lot, because I've gone through that and I didn't know how to get out of that darkness until I read, I swear, until I read this book, Aww. until I, and you've been a good friend to me. You've been the first housewife that gave me a chance on my podcast. You've always supported me. You've always been kind to me and accepted me for who I was. And I said to myself, that's the woman I want to, because how else are we all going to survive that's it because you know what things change people change you know life is like the weather it rains one day and it sunshines again you think when you're in the sun this is great and then all of a sudden you're like "Uh uh-oh there's stormy clouds and you always have to be prepared to buckle down the hatches and take care of yourself because we all want to believe in forever i thought i figured it out with richard i was like oh Look at me meeting Richard Mebby. Hannah's going to college. We are going to live this wonderful life. He loves me so much. And then they're like, your husband's dying. I'm like, what? And, you know, instead of buckling to it and kneeling to it or being angry about it or living in the past, you just have to sort of place that. Be so thankful. Like my mother said to me, if Richard Medley came to you eight years ago when you met him, because I was only married six, but knew him for eight and said, I'm going to be with you for eight years. During that eight years, I'm going to love you more than anyone. I'm going to raise your child like my own, and we're going to have the best time, and you're going to know love. She said, would you have taken them? I said, well, of course. She goes, well, you got your eight years. Now, let's focus on that. Let's not focus with what you're not going to have. Let's focus. And it really, your life is about perspective. That's so powerful. I think, and I think people get so stuck in mistakes. So get, yes. you know, there's such, there's such a, um, there's such a huge, I was thinking about it the other day. There's such a huge, huge, huge push to always be perfect. Like we are no longer, you know, in order to grow, in order to be colorful, in order to express, you don't always get it right. I bask in the mistake. You know, you guys know me as in the thing. When I'm good, I'm great. When I'm bad, I'm terrible. But you know what? I'm an interesting character. But at the end of the day, my intention is good. Yes. 
I am righteous to the to a fault. I don't like I don't like injustice, and I will I will call it out. I'll never forget the time when I saw Diana Ross in that movie a hundred years ago when, when she's with the guy and she's yelling out in the crowd. It's an oh my old god! Movie. Yes, it's a, yeah. Uh, what was that with that beautiful like man that was in Star Wars? Hey, listeners, we're going to take a break from the podcast right now to shout out my girl, one of my favorite housewives in New Jersey, Melissa Gorga. She's out with a new podcast we're loving called Melissa Gorga On Display, where you can get all her life behind the scenes, unfiltered. It's amazing. And right now, Chanel in the City audience is getting an exclusive sneak peek to the trailer, to a piece of the podcast, and you're not going to want to miss it. Make sure to tune into. Melissa Gorga on Housewives of New Jersey and tune in to our interview coming soon. It's going to be amazing on Chanel in the City right now. Subscribe, comment on Melissa Gorga on display on all podcast platforms. Tune in right now to the trailer. Hi, listeners. It's Melissa Gorga from The Real Housewives of New Jersey, and I'm so excited to announce that I'm getting into the podcast game. My new podcast, Melissa Gorga On Display, premieres December 2nd, and I want you to be the first to hear it. Catch up with me and my celebrity friends each week as we discuss fashion, entrepreneurship, being the cool mom, and the importance of treating yourself. Plus, I'll give you the behind-the-lens look into my crazy life. You think you know it all from what you see on TV, but believe it or not, there are things the cameras just don't catch. That's right. I'm taking my life in front of the cameras and going behind the mic. So grab a glass of red wine and a sprinkle cookie and join me as we celebrate life and style. It's my life unfiltered. It's Melissa Gorga on display, available now on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the podcast. And they start singing, do you know where I'm that woman? That I'm on. the woman in the crowd that's like, that's right. <laughs> but I love that about me. I but with that. that comes a lot of criticism. But you know Why what? do you think so, by the way? Sorry to interrupt. Why? Why do you think it comes with that? If if you're so if you're so willing to admit your wrongs and your rights, which we know about you, which is why we love you, in general, because why people you? because people want to feel good about themselves. I think by you know not not accepting. There's not. Why do you think people? Most people love watching The Housewives. They watch it because they have been there themselves, but now they can not take ownership for it and put it on the housewives. They want us to be that person because the truth is when we're dull and we're all getting along, it's boring. Right. It's like they, because they, right, life they is feel messy. better about them. Right. Life is messy. There is not a person out there. Haven't you ever had a moment? I just had it recently. Well, not recently. It was like a year and a half ago, right before COVID, where I was at a, uh, I was at Omar's and I remember this uh, Catholic couple at Sacred Heart. I just admired them when I was a single mother. I was like, why does she have it right? Look, a beautiful, beautiful husband, belongs to the Maidstone, all the kids with the preppy bows in their hair. You know, I'm like, huh, like, wait a second. I'm living on the Upper East Side. And, you know, too better with Hannah to be, I mean, not that her father was very present, but you know, I'm like, they just had that picture perfect Upper East Side thing. You know, they always sent out the Christmas card. I could never get my shit together. Right. You know what I mean? I'm you know, the same people, way. I never, I'm like not the girl for thank you notes or cards. I'm just yeah. like. Well, I, I just, they would always have the perfect one. Like in September, they'd be like, I have to go and do my photograph of my Christmas card. I'm like, Christmas card? What? You know what I mean? So I ran into um, 
the guy, now it's been years, her daughter's like my daughter's age, 27, and he's with a very young girl. And I'm thinking, so I go up and I say, where is um, Pam? Oh no, we broke up. We broke up years ago and I married my dental hygienist, okay? Which is no problem. But the thing is, then when I researched it, I realized that it wasn't a great marriage. It was all on paper. It was all the Christmas card, but it was, it was all the frosting and not the cake. I'm about the cake. Yes. I don't even need frosting. Just yeah. cut me open and look at the cake. I'm yeah. good with that. <laughs> I love that. And I know that's challenging sometimes because you're bearing it all because we're going to get to the point. In, I was going to ask you, like with writing the book, were there any challenges for you? You know, just writing something and facing You it. know, I'll tell you what I thought what was amazing. I mean, obviously writing about Richard was the first time I wrote about his process. Mm. Yeah, everybody knew Richard afterwards. And it's very easy when someone dies to only turn them into an effigy and like to only remember them in that light in the world. But to actually revisit Richard during that time of sickness and then you realizing, wow, that was a really tough time in my life. It was really difficult. And I was very proud of my family, my stepchildren and Hannah. And I actually called them and said, thank you for being, I don't think I ever thanked you for how strong you guys were as, as a family unit. And the other thing that was really difficult, and I couldn't even read it in my audible, was talking about my grandparents. Because it's not that I devalued them, but somehow I had to place them in, in a life that no longer existed for me. So my, my very ethnic grandparents didn't have it really fit in my life today. And when I revisited them, I was like, my God, I loved them so much. And it made me just miss them. It made me miss them on every level, the comfort they gave, the safety, the warmth, the food, the religion, the absolute devotion they had. You know, ethnic families, we have a common thread. We have a, a, a devotion to each other. You know, we really do. We really do. It's like we want to make our family happier. Before well, the us, community right? is everything. You know, we're much more dispersed as a community now. But, you know, you didn't ever not see your grandmother. I mean, you didn't. I mean, you just didn't. I don't think I, mean, I went sure a week without. raised by your grandmother, right? Or with your mom. Let's take a break right now to talk about and shout out our sponsor for this episode. We want to give a huge thank you and shout out to Girlfriend Collective. That's right. Wide leg jeans, chunky sneakers, everything old is new again, right? Girlfriend Collective means that literally they turn plastic bottles and other waste that would end up in a landfill into something new to wear. How cool is that? Working out is hard enough, so you may as well make that you're wearing an easy decision. I don't know about you guys, but you know that I always have a hard time, you know, keeping my outfits in track, picking out working out clothes, not knowing right from wrong and I like things to be easy that's what we're here about Chanel in the city we're all about making things easy and on a budget Girlfriend Collective makes sustainable soft supportive activewear that feels as good as it looks so you can look forward to moving your body in a budget because that's what we're all about that's right have you picked up a very niche hobby this last year rock climbing maybe pickleball stationary bikes all I do is like to wear these cute outfits to the gym bitches because I am single ready to mingle and that's a good way to just get Girlfriend Collective and feel sexy in your body and start hitting on that guy you like that's right that crush you wanted that's right girl because with girlfriend collective you're gonna get that guy trust and believe it keeps you confident it keeps you feeling sexy youtube video workouts if you had to get creative to keep active girlfriend collective has you covered with sustainable supportive active wear girlfriend girlfriend collective creates responsibly sourced active wear for everyone from a size extra extra small to six extra large we know we like our plus size models out there chanel in the city girls because i am 
am a plus size girl myself. It's very comfortable. You actually feel and look slimmer in these workout clothes. That's what's awesome about it. They've got you covered from head to toe, fine pants with different compression levels for ultimate comfort. I don't know about you guys, but also like I sometimes have pain in my legs, so it helps with the compression. Supportive and soft bras and underwear, workout dresses, joggers, sweats, beanies, and even cute slide sandals. That's right. It's about to be spring, you guys. You gotta break out those side sandals. And Girlfriend makes their items in your go-to staple colors, but also make fun, bright colors and new seasonal releases to choose from. They also have a garment take back program called Regirlfriend, which I love. So once you're done loving your pieces a long time now, or like, you know, a long time from now, you don't like wearing it, you're sick of it, send them back to be upcycled into new girlfriend gear. So you're giving back because that's what we're all about, guys. We are here to give back and be creative. Feel good in what you wear, whatever you're doing with Girlfriend Collective. For all the Chanel in the City listeners right now, you are going to get $25 off your purchase of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash Chanel. That's right. $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash Chanel. And you're going to thank me later because you're going to feel hot and sexy. And if you don't work out, at least you'll get a boyfriend out of it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, I want to give a shout out to our next sponsor of this episode, Truebill. I love Truebill. Let me tell you why. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Because you know how you get all those emails? You're like, what the hell did I subscribe to when I never subscribed to this? Or if I subscribed to it, I was probably drunk or whatever or desperate. But Truebill takes care of all that for you and makes it easy. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. That's right. We're all about saving money here on Chanel in the City because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. You don't even have to worry about it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm always on the go. I'm always, I can barely get my life together. So I don't remember what I'm subscribing to or unsubscribing to. And I don't want people to just be taking money out of my account that I don't have. Truebill protects that for you and they prevent that for you. Truebill concierge is where and there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. True Bill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. That's right, $100 million. It's insane. And you don't even have to fall for those subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Chanel. That's right, Truebill.com slash Chanel. Go right now, Truebill.com slash Chanel. It could save you thousands a year, all right? And I'm all about saving you money, guys. You're going to thank me later. Join Truebill right now and take back financial control. Go to the App Store or Google Play today and download True Bill today for free. That's right. It's also free and they're going to save you money. True Bill, take control of your subscriptions and finances. 
All right, guys, I want to give a really big shout out to one of my favorite hair salons in New York City and hairstylist, David Ryan Salon in NYC, located on 46th Street between 9th and 10th Avenue. I'm loving the vibe there. And my favorite hairstylist, they call him the hair whisperer. Shout out to my boy, Marian Russo, all the way from Australia. He's been in New York City for over 15 years, doing all the celebrity hairstylists from Gossip Girl to Housewives to myself to influencers, to actors, actresses. And we're taking you on a journey right now. You can check out at Chanel Amari, at Chanel in the City Podcast, at Marianne Russo, and at David Ryan Salon on all social media platforms. You're going to check out my hair journey. Uh, Marion is creating a hair color for me, which is a bunch of honey and golds. I'm going back to my old school color. That's right. No more grays, no more bleach, no more toxic things for my hair. Marion is amazing. He's the hairstylist. He custom makes everything tailored to your needs. It's for a girl and a guy on a budget. It's one of the most famous, amazing hair salons in New York City. They take care of you. It's a great vibe. I mean, New Year's Eve, my whole glam team, because of COVID, unfortunately canceled on me and I had nowhere to go. And Marion took me in with his hairstylist and tips and his hairstyling staff and they were amazing to me and they did my hair and my glam from head to toe and made me look amazing for my performance at the Broadway Comedy Club. I was live and I was felt so confident. And now you get to see my highlights. I feel like a new woman. And we're also going on a journey because we're going to about to get extensions as well. And you can check them out right now. You guys get 20% off the Chanel in the City audience. If you go visit davidryansalon.com, that's right. Use that discount code Chanel in the City or call them up and say Chanel in the City sent you and you'll get 20% off. That's right. davidryansalon.com. And make sure you follow them at davidryansalon and at Marianne Russo on all social media platforms. You will feel and look like a princess and a queen. And then you can thank me later. Now, back to the podcast. Right well, on. I was raised by, she lived down the road. So uh, I would like go over whenever I wanted. Yeah. And her house was my house, you know what I mean? <laughs> and my grandma that lived in New Jersey, like she lived for our visits and we lived to see her. Like if, if she, literally, if I closed my eyes and you put my grandmother's smell in the room, I could identify it totally know what you mean yeah it's you know like, what I mean that's and then you forget about it but as you're writing it I understand why you like yeah. took it in yeah it made me ball it's like god I really I don't think I've really cried over my grandparents since I was a you know a, a, a sophomore in college because so much life has happened right totally I get it yeah because same thing with me but it's they like wouldn't even know me they don't even right they don't even that's the sad part too I'm sure you're feeling is like wow they I wouldn't wish even they know me, me. I remember when, oh, sorry. I remember when my grandmother said, you've become my Polish grandmother. You've become the women I used to work for. It was so, like, it wasn't a compliment. It was so sad. <laughs> I could cry about it. And I wasn't even proud of it. I was like, I'm disgusted with myself. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to be Dorinda Sinkala to her. But to her, as an ethnic Polish woman that came over and, you know, used to sell pantyhose, turn pantyhose into dolls on the Brooklyn Bridge to make money, I was like everything. Wow. I didn't even know that you see that. Like, that's a hustle right there. Like, you've worked. Oh, my grandmother was a, my grandmother was a hustler. That's amazing. So you learned from the best. Like, you learned to be an entrepreneur as a woman. Yes. I mean, how was it during those times? Do you feel, as a female, as a woman, that you had a struggle to have a voice back then as much as now or different times? It was so different. And, you know, we didn't, that, that, that was in the forefront. But I've always been, you know, I was always a mover and shaker. My mother talks about it all the time. She's like, 
they in in my day they used to have phone cords you know the ones used to plug in and my mother said that i i was always getting in trouble because i would stretch that thing because i was always making plans always maneuvering always trading always turning like i this the hustle has been i was born with the hustle you know what i mean yeah and 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 you know no matter i can pivot and i'm very good at pivoting i think it's very important to pivot especially as a woman because i i see so many times i, I just was with someone that just you know gets stuck about someone and maybe it's sometimes perceived as cold <laughs> maybe it's sometimes perceived as not caring but i don't believe in trying to like belabor something that's it we just that's that's not real anymore like because it, it's damaging i'm not yeah. saying you shouldn't mourn things you shouldn't put take take um you know learning curves from them but i just i i feel bad when women just get stuck and they can't pivot I agree. And then that, that's why I feel like we can learn from you because it's funny. I'm going through therapy now and I was going to ask you for mental health because my therapist uses cognitive therapy. And I know that you write in the book about moving on a lot and coping that way. I think that's a brilliant way because you're right. Being stuck isn't going to help you get out of the situation. Right? But you know what I'm going to say that people love to talk to me about grief. And I'm very, very careful about how to talk about it because grief is such a thing. Like my family, my children, my children, stepchildren handled it very different than me. People, grief is such a, a grief, life, uh, um, rejection. You know, everybody has to handle it the way that's best for them. I'm a huge believer in therapists and people to help you do that. I, I think suffering alone is terrible. But I'm a talker, so I use the whole world as therapy. I use CVS ladies, the gas station attendant, my friends, the bartender at Live Blue. I mean, if you'll listen, I'll talk to you. Okay. And I'm sure but that's my the book. way of dealing with it. Yeah, no, but that's that's honest and that's great because some people can really actually cope by talking to people. Even I mean, don't you think writing the book was a bit therapeutic for you during the process? Unbelievably. And you know what? I'm going to say this without sound, sounding like a narcissist. I was proud of myself. I was like, huh, Dorinda, you have done some crazy shit. Okay. Yes, 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 queen. You have to be proud of yourself. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's only like, I, I do think there's only great things ahead. I think that, you know, it's, it's a really interesting thing to walk through the world now. And for me, because I, I just, I'm straddling that old world and new world as a woman. You've got to remember 60s, we were still just on the curve of that feminist thing. Like the feminism was wear a push-up bra and speak gently. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> and totally I'm not saying my mother that. was that. But I, my mother was like, oh my God, your father's coming home. Oh, kids, she put on their lipstick and, you know, <laughs> that was the era, right? Yes. Now it's like your we, father's coming. Yes. <laughs> now you're like a feminist if you like scream at men. <laughs> yeah. And then you know you straddle. So I'm stuck in both worlds a little bit. So, but I've learned to cope. So, I think that you know you. <laughs> it is so true. So I think that you, I've grown a lot. Um, and I, I do I think I suffer through it? No, because I managed through it. I, you know what I did to not to not get too engaged in a lot of things that were maybe bad happening. I was always very careful. Like the minute I saw any signs of someone being inappropriate, I would either cry or slip away. <laughs> Wait, can I, I think that's a good, actually I was going to ask you for your advice. That happened to me the other day. You know what I did? I felt so awkward. I cried and it helped. It worked. <laughs> it worked. Right? 
<laughs> I would either cry or, or slink away somehow. So you were like, like a, yeah, sorry, go on, sorry. No, no, I did that once. Once I was at a dinner at this place called The Dove. This is a true story. And I was with someone that was older. He was at the time older. I think he was like 34 and I was like 24. And I'm thinking, and he was a Citibank executive, which back then was really a big deal. Not in the, not in like the commercial side, like in the real big building side. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be a great day. And I'm gonna, and he was, and he said the most inappropriate things to me at the dub. And I'm thinking, I think I'm going to have to do some bad stuff after dinner for this, for the, for, for, for what I just, I had no idea that this meal entailed all these extras. I just thought I was going to go to the dub. I was like, hey, so I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I literally went to the bathroom and left. I left without my coat. Wow, yeah, and you say something also in the book, and you've told me this, like, you know, when we've hung out, like, always know how to leave, when to leave a party. And that always yes. stuck with me. You've always said that. You said, always know when to leave a party. And it's such great advice. I can't tell right? you. Right? Talk to us about why, like, with your experience. like. Well, because the few times I've overstayed at a party or I haven't gone with my intuition, it I always fails me. It's intuition. Like we've all known when we stay too late at a party, it's never worked out well. Yep. We all know when we've stayed in relationships too long, it's never worked out well. You know, everybody is gifted with my mother would call it the Holy Spirit. Other people call it intuition, their gut, especially as women. I think sometimes women don't follow their intuition or their gut so well. They're like, they make excuses well, and they wait too long. You know, and I think if you can really tune into that intuition and that gut, and I think that's something you get as you get older. I don't have the same sort of embarrassment about things. Like if I don't want to do something now, I'm like, no. And you know, I didn't even say give it. I used to give a long explanation. I can't do it because my arm fell off and you know, my, my grandmother died for the 19th time. You know, <laughs> and I like make up every excuse. My dog now ate I'm my homework. Like, yeah, I did. Think, but it was like that. Whereas now I'm just like, I'm not comfortable with that. And you know, if people aren't comfortable with your discomfort, shame on them. Yes. Shame yes, on them. It's very hard for people to say no. What what do you mind us asking? Because they don't want because they're because it's selfish. Yeah. It's selfish. And I said that to someone recently that was pushing and pushing. I said, you're not taking the social cues that I'm giving you. And I've given them to you in all ways I can. Now I'm just gonna tell you, I don't want to do it. That's and so now you're gonna be hurt. But you're pushing me to do something I don't want to do, which hurts me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How did you get so, to that point? Because you're because I know you're a generous person, so it's hard. I'm sure like me, it's hard for me to well, say I, no. You know, I, I just I think I, I don't listen, it doesn't affect me being generous, but I think people, especially when you have a little bit of fame or you have a little bit of exposure, you know, the take is a lot. And I didn't want to be, I was kind of becoming that person that was like the way to deal with it was to isolate. And then that's kind of weird, right? So you have to manage it a bit where you just, you, you really understand the situations you're in. You really curate the people that are around you. You surround yourself with people that are good, kind, and protective. And then you, you just move forward in, in, in that way. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard because, yeah, because you're right. You need to learn when to get out. You're very good at judgment. I think you know how to get out of a situation before it before it goes wrong or south. You know when you're not happy with the crew. And I that advice is very sage advice. And I think we will all benefit if we take our life a little bit more seriously in that regard. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Follow your intuition. Your intuition is a beautiful thing. If you ever worry about intuition, watch the way animals react to things. 
That's a pure reaction. Yeah. That's because they're surviving. That's not because they're mad at you. That's not because they don't like you. It's because they're like, wait a second, that doesn't work for me. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, wait a minute. You're I mean, you know, and, and, and we don't have to be that aggressive, but you know, pretty much we, we kind of know when it's not right. Right. We all get that feeling like, oh, you know what I mean? Yes, of course. And speaking of, well, speaking of also you write in the book, you talk about how your journey, how you started housewives and that you were, you, did you always want to do it or cause you talk a little bit about it. No, I I didn't always want to do it. It wasn't until after Richard died and that, you know, I was friends with all the girls. It wasn't until after Richard passed and that, um, Hannah went to college that I felt the freedom to do it, you know? And I just, it just didn't fit into my life before that, but I would, you would always see me in the background. I'd go to all the parties, Jill, yeah. you know, I would be at Jill's party and Ramona's renewal. And cause I was friends with, well, still I'm friends with all those girls. That's the thing that was great about housewives for me when I was on it, we were all really friends. I know. And they, and you guys had this real friendship that you could tell often on yeah. camera. The so and I think history. that makes, I think that makes a big difference. You do. In, in general, you're saying in reality shows in general, the cast should really have history, right? I mean, to really... Well, for us, it did. It just, because it wasn't like work. You would just, I mean, Sonia's not, not that different off camera than she is on camera. Ramona's not that different on camera than she is off camera. Dorinda Medley's not that different on camera than she is off camera. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously it's amped up and right. it's sort of like intensified, but it's the personalities. Totally. I mean, did you feel... I mean, when you were on pause, when you got the news, did you feel like, oh, this is a relief in a way, because now I get to do some things that I need to do for Dorinda? You you do, because it's a lot of pressure, but you know, there's always FOMO. All these women that kind of be, that are put on pause are like, I'm so happy I didn't miss it. it it's just not true. It, it's something that becomes very deeply ingrained in your life. It is intense. It's like going to college. You know, when you graduate from college, you're so happy to get out of college. Woo! And then fall comes and you hear everybody's going back and there's that little bit of like, oh, I wish I were going back to college. You know, and that's human nature. I don't think it's bad to say, yeah, of course. I mean, I got lucky in a way because it was COVID. So, right. you know, there wasn't, it wasn't like some big season of fun filming and stuff. So I, I felt like I had a little less FOMO because the whole world was still in COVID. Yeah. So that was lucky. But yes, of course, you always, it's like anything. You look back, I look back on my time at Housewives is very, very fondly. I was going to ask you, like, yeah, do you have a favorite memorable moment? Do you have, like, yeah, the make yeah. it nice moment, the clip, the <laughs> laughing, the, the, you know, the, the camaraderie, the idea that 50 year old women are spending five days a week together, 12 hours a day sometimes. You know, that can, it's an experience you'll never forget. Yeah. You know, and, and I just, I, as a, you know, microly were the things in my house. Sure. Macrally, the experience was great. And I think I grew tremendously and I don't care what these housewives say. It gives you incredible platforms. Yes. I mean, you've done in, incredible like things no for other. charity. You yourself, like right? Charity, opportunities, people you meet. I mean, you know, it's just never undervalue the power of Bravo. That's beautifully said. Yes. And, and listen, everybody loves you too. I think that's why everyone's like, we want Dorinda back. And it's, and, and sometimes I'm like, Hey guys, you want to check with her if she wants to come back, you know, as an outsider, it's almost like everyone, cause we love you. We really, we miss you. You know what I mean? We Aww. miss watching you. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can get the book guys. Cause you do have like, it's like you have the coffee in the book. I got to tell you, I'm going to read it. 
Serena, can I tell you, I'm reading it the third time before my comedy show because I get nervous and this could help me because you can look at chapters and remind yourself, okay, wait, make it nice. Dorinda Medley says, uh, don't give up hope. You know, all your obstacles that you've overcome, that's like amazing inspiration. Well, I love that. And I wanted it to be sort of an advice guide. Like my dream would, if I could do anything, I would do like a radio show where I just talk to people and they called in and I just problem solve. To me, that's like a dream come true. I love that kind of stuff. Like I love talking to people. I love talking to people through things. I love problem solving. I love giving advice. I really do. Like I was thinking if I could do anything, that's what I would do. I really would. That podcast, I get too nervous trying to get right. people. I mean, but just going on, a radio show, like they used to have an NPR and stuff where people just call them and be like, I just broke up with my boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. You know, I would be great at you that. Be the soft music in the background. Yes, if anybody's listening, guys, listen up. Or even Radio Andy, like, because it's Sirius XM. I don't know if you, but you never know. Like, having your you own never channel. Know. Though, you never know. You never, put it out there. It's happening. Put I would say it's happening. Hey, listen, I'm going to have to go because I have to go. I have a 115 in Midtown. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, yes, we're wrapping. We're gonna wrap up. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up because I because it's pouring with rain. So I know. I'm so sorry. Yes, two more. No, questions. no, you saw you. I just realized because belly just popped in. And also, by the way, if I can ever take you out to dinner for to celebrate you, I would love to. Just I would me. love it too. When I'm okay. I'm not really back in the city fully, but you okay. know what? I'm going to Saratoga tomorrow. But when I get back, we should definitely do that. Don't you feel like the city's sort of half back, half not? Half yes. That's why I was like, I'll meet you. Like we, whenever you want, we can do it in the city. I can even come out. You know. To, uh, you still have Blue Stone Manor, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. do I ever. And that, I was going to ask you, do you want to talk to us a little bit? Because you talk about it in the book about Blue Stone Manor, and you're also turning it into an Airbnb, I heard, possibly. If that's already done. Oh. I did that. It was a two one-night stand. It was amazing. Gosh. It was just a one-off. It was like a promotional thing. That's amazing, now, I, And that was great. It was great. But, I mean, I think, no. That was more of just like a, they, we did it for charity for Ronald McDonald House. And it was just two 12-hour sort of stints at Blue Stone Manor. It was so good. They had, like, so many people wanting to do it. And, and you know, they were like, do you want to do I mean, I would do it again, but, you know, not right now. It's my home. Right. Blue Stone Manor is my home. It's your home. And we love it. We can't wait. Um, the audience does want to know, do you think um, you would return back to Housewives if you were? You know, like, you know, I, listen, I don't even know when they, if they know when they're going to return. True. And I think it's just that there's so much going on. I just think it depends on, you know what it depends on? Not me. Mm. It depends on what, I, what direction they're going to go. And, you know, they may go into a whole new direction now. And, ha and, and there may not be a place like, you know, they may just have, we just don't know, right? right. If, we, if we saw anything, you know, we saw that it was a difficult year and they're not, I they're not filming right now. I don't think they're going to film until later, like 2022. So maybe they're just changing the direction. I don't particularly see myself on a cast with a bunch of 36 year olds. That's honest though. That, you I know, because if you were, I think you would put all of them into check. Like, listen, <laughs> well, I just, I, I just think that's a different vibe for the show. Right. Would and I visit? Could I stop in? Could they come to Bluestone Manor? Could I be like, but I think if, you know, it just depends on the direction they're going to choose to go in. But, you know, you would never say never. That's a great answer. Believe me, if Bravo wanted me back, they, they'd get my number and call me back. I love it. Well, we did hear that all stars are the all star show of Housewives. Is there anything you can tease or confirm or are those just rumors? We don't know yet. We'd, well, we do know, but I'm not saying them to fake. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
So then we don't know anything. Sorry. <laughs> and if you learned anything about me from this year on pause, I do not talk. I know, I know. And if if it happens, we would love to see you. If it doesn't, we still know. Listen, Dorinda, I know you have such a journey. I'm telling you, you're going to call me and you're going to be like, guess what? I got a radio show. It's happening. Oh, my God. We should put it out to the world now and you'll be the first one I call. So, I mean, that's it. That would be amazing. Well, listen, okay. I'm going to go. Thank you so much, Dorinda. Where can everybody follow you? Where can everybody buy this book right now? Where Make it nice. Sold. Make it nice. And I'm going to be in Saratoga on Thursday night if you want to come see me. Amazing. And they can follow you and at Dorinda Medley. And at Dorinda Medley, right across the platform, at Dorinda Medley Instagram, at Dorinda Medley Twitter and Facebook. And you have been amazing as usual. And I hope I see you Thank soon. You. Hey everyone, it's Dorinda Medley. And I just did the best podcast with Chanel Amari, Chanel and City. Because we, did we make it nice? I think we made it nice for iHeartRadio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.